I'm your host, Shelby Scott. Thank you so much to those of you who have purchased merch so far. I was seriously overwhelmed at the amount of you who want to represent Scary to Sleep out in the wild. It seriously feels like, I don't know, I get this feeling like I can't believe I created something that people enjoy so much. It makes me so happy and it's honestly a very bizarre feeling. For those of you who have asked, yes, there will be other designs coming out as well. I really want to do different designs for all of the stories that I've personally written and maybe release a few with the old thumbnail art I used to make. Um, For those of you who are new around here, I used to make custom thumbnail art for each episode back back in the old days. (laughs) So let me know which episode art is your favorite. Before we begin, how are you this week? I hope you're doing well. It's raining here and it's the perfect night to tell some scary stories. I actually have my window open right now next to my desk, hoping you can hear some of the rain. Uh, I usually insert some rain at the end and it's the one at the end, by the way, if any of you have ever wondered, I would be totally happy to send you a copy of it. Um, It was from years ago when I went to visit my in-laws in Mississippi. There was a big thunderstorm and I left my recorder out there for I think 10 or 15 minutes. And so it's a great, really long thunderstorm clip. And yeah, if anyone wants it, maybe I'll put it up on some of the social medias if you guys want to download it just to sleep to. Um, So this episode is a little different than anything I've ever done before. You'll notice it's shorter and there's a reason for that. I promise. Frequent contributor to the show, author Harry Latour, sent me three stories that are all connected I didn't want to just throw in something random before or after them. Not that any of my other stories are like random, but you know, these just all go together so beautifully. I thought they deserved their own time to shine. For those of you who have been listening for a while, Harry also wrote episode 122, Doors, that came out last July, I think July 2nd. Harry mentioned that all of these stories all belong in the same universe as that one. So I encourage you to go listen to that one after this one. If you haven't already, it will give you really weird dreams (laughs) or it did for me anyway, (laughs) it gave me the weirdest dreams in a good way. It was, it's a, it's a very scary episode and very, you'll see, I'm not going to give too much away. Um, it's, it's actually very different from this one, but these combined with that one, honestly, (laughs) he's created a universe I never want to visit, that's for sure. So without further ado, let's start this journey into this terrifying world that Harry has created. Seriously, these just get scarier as they go on, and you will be side-eyeing your fancy security system if you have one. It all begins with my little bird. The chirping of birds and the cool morning breeze pull me from the grips of Morpheus. I rise from my bed and stroll towards the swaying curtains, pulling them apart. I marvel at the sight of the rising sun and the light yellow sky. Hope and excitement fill the air. It's Friday, and tonight 
I will be celebrating my six-month anniversary with Natalie. Nothing can go wrong today, I thought, bringing a smile. Before leaving for my run, I left the window open to allow the summer breeze to circulate throughout the bedroom. My bedroom is on the second floor, residing in a safe neighborhood. I have no problem leaving it open. Outside of my suburban home, I stretch while continuing to admire the morning and I wave to my neighbor. Placing my Bluetooth earbuds in my ears and tuning in to my favorite podcast, Scare You to Sleep and wondering what new scare Shelby has in store. Well into my run, a strange sound seeps into the narration. Eyes narrowing, I look down, not focusing on anything, but showing my annoyance. It sounds like a mosquito buzzing close to my ear. I stop and continue to listen to the foreign sound. Thinking it could be the broadcast, I pause the podcast, but the buzzing continues. If it's not the podcast, it could be the earbuds. Removing the audio pieces does not solve the problem, but exacerbates the situation. Scanning my surroundings for the source, I finally look upward, squinting, and I notice high in the morning sky is a single bird floating in place. That's strange. This bird is just hovering, like it's watching me. I wonder. It dawns on me. It is not a bird, but a drone. I watch it for a few seconds, shrugging my shoulders, and I continue my run. Later, during the day, around noon, my cell phone, sitting on my desk, vibrates. Looking away from the monitor, I look down and notice it's Natalie. Eagerly, I pick up. Hello, beautiful, I said cheerfully. Are we still on for dinner tonight at Monjeu Noir? I ask. Before she replies, the buzzing returns, loud enough to drown her out. Uneasiness crawls in and forms a knot in my stomach. Hello? Hello? My voice increases in volume. I rise from my desk and approach the office window, hoping for better reception. Looking at my phone, still have full bars, I mutter, perplexed. The buzzing continues as I push the phone to my ear. Hello? Do you hear me? I ask as I look out the window. My eyes widen in surprise when I see the same drone across from me. It looks like a raven with two glowing red lights looking like eyes and four propellers fashioned like wings. Mesmerized, somehow I snap out of the spell and say, Honey, I'll call you back. After disconnecting, I aim and snap a picture. When I view the picture, only the office building across the street appears. No drone. I look away from the phone and return to the window, but it's gone. Feeling spooked, I close the blinds and call my girlfriend. The buzzing did not return, and I was able to finish the conversation.
Leaving the office, the uneasy feeling since my midday encounter with the flying intruder did not wane. Not wanting to make it easy for it to follow, I ask one of the security guards I'm friendly with if I can use the shipping bay exit, giving an excuse of a crazy ex that is stalking me. He agrees, and I slip through, like a thief in the middle of the night. My journey home is uneventful, and I am relieved, but a bit guarded. Arriving home, I nervously step out of my car while scanning the surroundings and find nothing. I rush to the door, fumble with my keys, finally open and close the door. Leaning against the door, I slump down to the floor, emotionally drained and not wanting to deal with the situation anymore. As I recover, there is a strange, muffled sound coming from somewhere. It's faint. My ears prick, attempting to ascertain the location. My chest tightens. When I determine, it did not come from outside, but within my home. Intently listening, the source is getting closer and coming from upstairs. I rise. My knees quake. Closing my eyes for a second or two, I breathe deeply. It doesn't sound like footsteps, I whisper in relief. It sounds like the hum of an office building central air conditioning unit, but a tad louder. My god, it's near the top of the stairs. I will not have time to reopen the door. After calming myself, I tiptoe to the hallway closet and, carefully opening the door while praying it does not creak, successfully, I open the door quietly. I enter and grab the Louisville slugger and position myself. Before I can reach for the doorknob, I hear it at the bottom of the stairs, turning toward my direction. My eyes were as big as saucers, and my mouth was agape, when the sound of whirling blades fills my ears. Slowly, I ease back into the back of the closet, hiding behind some hanging clothing. I use a hand to stop the swaying of the clothes. My mind races, trying to figure out how it got in, then I remembered. This morning, I... I left the bedroom window open. Silently cursing at myself, the sound gets closer and closer and I stifle a scream. The whirling is at its apex when I see it slowly reveals itself into view from a gap in between the clothes. Noticing an open door, expectedly, it carefully enters with its beak open. Thankfully, it doesn't see me and I will have the jump on it. Hands and bat at the ready, waiting for it to get closer. Unexpectedly, my phone in my pocket buzzes, and I look down. Before I can look up, there is a flash, a sound of a heavy book flatly hitting a table. Then, darkness.
The next story is Late Night Visitor. I moved into this ideal neighborhood, Safe Harbor Estates, a month ago. It is a new gated community, comparable to the nearby older neighborhoods. It has the look and feel of an HOA, but thankfully it's not. I can walk around late into the night without consternation and leave my doors unlocked. Besides, we have several mobile security drones patrolling the mostly deserted streets on a nightly basis. Coming from the city, old habits are difficult to get rid of. I sleep better at night with my doors locked. With all the precautions taken, it was shocking to hear about a murder that occurred five houses down. They found the homeowner shot to death in a closet. That is the first major crime committed in this neighborhood since its inception back in the early 2000s. I'm grateful my brother installed a security system, which includes eight cameras, each with motion detector sensors, color night vision with zoom capabilities. Any movement, the system will send an alert to my cell and I can view it live or play back the recordings. After a tutorial and giving the system a test run, I feel confident and can rest assured of my safety. I need a sense of security because I work from home and work late to the early morning. The first two nights, nothing of consequence happens, but the system would alert me of the occasional jogger, someone walking their pets, or an insomniac taking a stroll. However, on the third night, the system alerts me of movement. I almost ignored it, but when I glance at the time on my computer, I was surprised it was a little past 3 a.m. Who could be walking around at this time? I asked myself, curiosity getting the better of me. I pick up the phone and tap the security system app. The screen morphs into eight miniature screens, each labeled with different parts of the house, and one had an exclamation mark on top. I tap on it, and the view of the front of the house appears. It shows the empty steps leading to the front door. Curious, I tap on the move camera function and move it to display the fence leading to the sidewalk. My eyes narrow when a dark figure stands just beyond the fence door. Even with the night color vision abilities, the figure's features remain hidden. Quickly, I tap on playback and watch the figure walk by my door, then stop mid-stride and lean back to look at my house or my camera. It slowly shifts itself to stand in its present position. That was two minutes ago. I return to my live viewing and it's still there, in the same position. My eyes widen and my mouth drops. When a security drone drives by and shines a light on it, then continues its patrol. Panic strikes. 
I contact Security HQ using my business phone while watching the footage and inform them of my situation. They said if the drone did not see the person, it could be a glitch. They added, if this person enters the property to call them back, and they will send someone. I look at the phone in disgust and hang up. I return to the camera, and... It's gone. I continue to watch the camera for another three minutes, before returning to work. Ten minutes later, I receive another alert. Reluctantly, I activate the app, and the exclamation mark is on the front camera. Again. Immediately after tapping it, my blood runs cold when I see the dark figure on my doorstep staring up at my camera. Two petrifying, glowing red eyes. I drop the phone and grab the business phone to call security. After dialing, a series of beeps follows. I remove the phone from my ear and look at the screen and it reads, No. Network. I repeat the process twice while I retrieve the other phone and watch it. Just staring, waiting. After not connecting, I switch the phone's connection from the cell phone company's network to my Wi-Fi and try again. While working on the switch, I eye the phone connected to the camera and notice it's gone. <sighs> Relieved, I did not want to play back the recording to keep my illusion of security. Nerves shot, I decide to head downstairs for a large cup of coffee to ease my angst, knowing neither the door nor the window security sensors tripped. After drinking my coffee and staring at the camera, I recheck the back and front doors, but I dare not look outside. I head upstairs and into my home office with the door closed and locked. As soon as I sit on my chair, I receive another alert. While the live feed of the front camera is on, I tap on the camera alert bubble, and bile rolls in my stomach. The viewing is from the entranceway in my house, and it is looking up at the camera. I could feel it smile with its unseen mouth. Looking up, it noticed my open door. I push my chair away and rush to it. Hastily, I close the door, lean against it, and slump to the floor. Without realizing it, I had the phone in my hand when another alert chimes. With a quivering finger, I tap on the camera alert bubble in front of the view of the empty entranceway. The view changes from the entranceway to the upstairs hallway. It, it's looking up at the camera and lumbering toward my, my door. 
For the first time, I hear it coming. A heavy footstep. A pause. Then another footstep. As if resting after each step. Stifling a scream and almost pissing on myself. I feel the heavy knock on my door. Another alert rings. And I tap on the alert bubble. Dropping the phone in terror after seeing the image. It... It's me. Leaning against the door. I hear the room's closet door open. story and I, I've got to admit my personal favorite of the bunch home sweet home admiring at the sight of my new home, my first home. Straight out of engineering school to We Are Tomorrow, one of the biggest AI firms. My job affords me to purchase this surprisingly moderately priced home in Safe Harbor Estates. When I asked why the price was much lower than the neighboring homes, the agent said indifferently that they were running a promotion for first-time homebuyers. Not wanting to push further, I took the offer. Adding to my luck, my employer provided and installed free of charge their voice-activated AI. It is connected to almost everything in my home. Locks, lamps, thermostat, just to name a few. All controlled by Augur, a sophisticated AI. But I changed it to Hal, in tribute to Hal, the AI of 2001 A Space Odyssey. After living in my home for six months, I begin to notice strange things. Nothing big at first, but small things, like the laundry machines turning on and, when I approach, shutting off. The lights pulsating like the rhythm of a heart. My robotic vacuum sometimes positions itself across my door in the morning, like it's waiting. I would check the activity log, and nothing in the scheduler would explain the odd behaviors. Not feeling secure about the malfunctions, I scheduled a service call. I thought, once the tech comes in, runs the diagnostic program, They'll find the problem, fix it, and that would be the end. The night before the service call, everything changes. The house itself has an ominous feeling, and the atmosphere is heavy. 
The night begins like all other nights. A device is malfunctioning. This time, it's my TV. It will turn on and off without warning. When it's on, it'll blast static, then silence. In between, in between, an image of a shadowy figure appears, remaining quiet, then static, and the cycle repeats until I physically unplug it. Feeling uneasy, I decide to retire for the night and head upstairs for a shower, watch some TV, and finally turn in for the night. As I climb the stairs and reach the second floor, the feeling of being watched washes over me. I look at the camera positioned on the upper corner of the ceiling near my bedroom. My present feeling is hard to put into words, but the best description is as if someone is watching me instead of Hal. I shudder at the thought and quickly walk past the camera, enter my bedroom, close the door, and manually lock it. Entering the bathroom, I command Hal to activate the radio, and my favorite online station begins to play music. Hal, turn on the shower and have the water temperature at 80 degrees, I command. The sound of the water in the shower soothes me. I drop my clothes to the bathroom floor and enter the shower, allowing the water to dance over my body. Standing in the shower, eyes closed, I'm enjoying the water. When the music playing in the background begins to gradually slow until the words are in slow motion, then demonic? Eyes slowly open and ears prick. Yes, I heard that right, I thought. I command Hal to turn, turn off and off on the radio. On. When it powers up, the demonic sounds return temporarily. Then, static. Annoyed, I tell Hal to turn off the radio and continue with the sound of the shower. Returning to my bliss, the water temperature suddenly turns hot. Wincing, I scream, Hal, shut off the water! As I jump out of the shower, nothing happens, and the steam builds, fogging up the mirror and slowly filling the bathroom. As the temperature rises, I rush out with a towel and breathe in the cool air of the bedroom. Soon after, the water stops, and the quiet sound of the water draining fills the room. After drying, I slip on my pajamas and slide into my bed. Not feeling drowsy at the moment, I decide to watch TV. Hal, turn on the TV, I said while positioning myself. The large flat screen on the opposite end from my bed comes to life, and images from an ongoing program play. 
before I can change the channel. The static returns. Silence. And the shadowy figure appears. Mesmerized, I stare at the screen. Then, a voice booms from the TV, sounding like someone struggling to speak after not using their voice for a long time. It stammers. I said nothing. Too afraid to respond. And my throat is dry. It said in a very sinister tone, but you can hear a smile also. That is all I need to hear. Grabbing my cell and bolting for the door, I reach for the doorknob and attempt to turn it. Damn, it's locked, I thought. I struggle with the knob, but it's no use. It remains locked. Panicking, I pound on the door with one hand and realize quickly there's no one to hear my plea. I turn away from the door and dial security. After I push the phone icon, nothing happens. I look at the phone screen and see the words, no signal. He said with glee. rises, and I race to the window to escape. During my blind run to the window, I trip on something, fall and strike my head on something hard, and land face first on my carpeted floor. As I drift into unconsciousness, the last thing I hear in the distance, my smoke alarms going off, and... Demonic laughter. for listening everyone thank you so much to harry for sending me these amazing stories that build a world with your other episode i think that's really really cool of you and it's a really cool concept before i get into anything else i want to send 
so much love to my friend and the keeper of the keys over on in the Facebook group, Rosemary. Those of you who are in the Facebook group know who Rosemary is. And recently, her little dog, Dot, had to cross the Rainbow Bridge. And I, I'm getting choked up again. We talked about this already today, and I'm sorry. I, If you are in any of the last podcast on the left groups, which is where I got my big Facebook start, and honestly, all of those people are, were my original listeners of this show, um, you've probably heard of Dot. She was a mascot for the whole group. She became a meme. She was the cutest little papillon and she was just the best she just had such a big personality that just showed through the screen enough to where we were all making memes about her it was amazing and I just if you're in the Facebook group please go send Rosemary your love because everyone knows what it's like to lose a best friend like that and it's not easy oh wow look at look at me over here oh oh god Okay, I better go. Go follow the show on, uh, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, answer those questions. Rosemary may be in mourning, but she will still punch you. Um, answer the questions. Uh, follow, yeah, follow all the stuff. I'll post the links to to the merch store in the uh, in the in the thing in the show notes. Oof, I need to go. I <laughs> I got emotional. I love you all. Uh, hold your loved ones close. Give all of your pets a big smooch from your old pal Shelby. All right. I love you all. Go get some sleep. Sweet dreams.